It's uh, time for our Halloween year extravaganza. So um, we, we got all three of us here tonight. We got Mike, Jeff, and me, Mike Hill. How's everyone doing? What's up, man? Uh, good to be here. Uh, excited to discuss uh, tonight's film. And of course, uh, always good to do the three of us on at the same time. It, we usually do it on, on an auspicious occasion, and Halloween is that occasion. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, and the, the word I was looking for earlier when I said year was annual. I meant to say <laughs> our ha- our annual Halloween episode. So I got a little tongue tied there. Sorry about that. It, ha- it, it happens. We had Why planned on, we had planned on doing this episode almost exactly a year ago, doing this movie with the three of us. Mm-hmm. So here we are one year later. Yeah. Thank you, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, and even though they, they pushed it a year to release it in theater, they still release it on streaming the same day. Um, weird inter- move, interesting. Yeah. yeah, very weird. Did, uh, did any of you guys see it in the movie theater, or did you all watch it streaming? Um, I streamed it. Yeah, I, I had Peacock already, so I watched it on Peacock uh, twice. So, yep, <laughs> I'm ready to discuss. I saw it in the theater, actually. I went, oh, I went nice. down. Yeah, me and uh, me and the guys in uh, in my band went to go see it at um, Atlantic Cinema down in Atlantic Highlands for a matinee show. It was pretty cool. Nice. It was there anyone there? Yeah, there, there was like a handful of people there. That's good. Yeah. Originally, I was gonna um, check it out. Like, I live right close to the uh, Menlo Park Mall, and there's an AMC there. And before we made plans to go see the movie together. I went online to buy tickets, you know, thinking I was going to watch it, you know, check it out on, you know, opening night or Friday or whatever. And a lot of the shows were almost sold out. So, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm. I, um, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I mean, this is, this is the movie. I think probably a lot of fans, uh, horror fans were waiting on to see in a theater. I mean, I, I would almost imagine there were people that hadn't set foot in a theater in a long time that were kind of waiting for this one. Uh, so it must've been fun to see it in the theater. This is the third movie that I've seen in a movie theater so far. So interesting. Yeah. I just went to my first movie in three years yesterday and it wasn't this. <laughs> I, went to see? See, I went to see the last duel. Oh. Yeah, it was playing around the, uh, there's a small theater right around the corner from where I live. They do first run movies for like six bucks. It's real cheap. Not the nice. best theater, but yeah, you know, it's it's fine. And I had a friend I hadn't seen in a while. He's like, oh, let's just go to a movie. So so we picked that. And uh, it was great. It was great to go back in the theater. Uh, it was great to watch a movie and be disturbed by weirdos again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something I haven't experienced and in three years watch movies uh, on my couch but um it was good you know like i didn't feel weird or scared or anything you know i had my mask on all that good stuff um mm. and it was a really good movie uh and i know it's completely tanked at the box office but um 
you know, this is a perfect movie for Ridley Scott to direct guys with swords on, on horses. You know, he, if anyone can direct that kind of movie, it's, it's Ridley Scott. Yeah, see, that's a movie. It's a movie I want to see, but I know it's kind of a, I don't know, maybe in 2021, it's a limited audience movie. Uh, but I would have thought with the cast, it would have done a lot better, but I guess not. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you release this movie in December, uh, in a limited like New York, LA kind of thing, like this could be an Oscar contender, especially for Adam Driver for best actor or supporting actor. But to dump this in October uh, up against Halloween, I'm not really quite sure what what, what the plan was there. It was mm. not not a good idea. Mm. It's too bad. It was a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Did you uh, you get any snacks? You know, popcorn, anything like that while you were there? I, <laughs> I got a soda. There was like, this, this theater always perpetually has like one hot dog spinning on that thing. It looks like, it looks like it's been there for like at least a week. Uh, I, can't, I can't, can't do it. I've never been much of a popcorn person either. But yeah, I definitely had my giant soda and had, you know, just take a massive piss at the end of a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um so, uh, Mr. Hill, what have you been uh, checking out as of late since our last podcast? Well, I finished watching uh, Midnight Mass and uh, mm. Chapel and Chapel Wade also uh, wrapped up. So both of those, I finished watching those. And I, I got to say, Midnight Mass, probably my favorite thing to come out this year, honestly. Wow. Uh, agree. Agree. Agree 100%. Absolutely love Midnight Mass. Love the whole thing. So, yep. Well, you didn't oh, like it, Jeff? Potential discussion. <laughs> uh, I hated it. Oh, wow. I didn't, okay, I didn't hate it. I thought <laughs> it was about, well, it was seven episodes, but roughly eight hours. Um, I thought this was a two-hour movie at the most. Um, mm. I think Mike Flanagan has the same problem that Rob Zombie has, where he casts his wife and everything, and she can't act. And her... Oh. Acting skills are really like, like you notice when she has to do scenes. There's some people who are really good in it. The, the, the guy who plays the priest is great. Uh, I mean, he should win every award there is to win. He's fantastic. The, sheriff, that. the sheriff is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was one of the few things I liked about Mike Flanagan's last Netflix uh, thing, Bly Manor, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the lady who played um, the crazy kind of devout. Uh, uh, assistant. Yeah, yeah. Bev. I I liked the set. I liked the location. I liked a lot about it. But man, it was just monologue after monologue after monologue. Blah blah. So much talking. Uh, so unnecessary. I thought there, there's something good in there. There's a good two two and a half hour movie in there. But I just thought it just dragged out for seven eight episodes seven episodes. And uh, by the end of it, I was just if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out. Wow. See, I, I'm, I've become a Mike Flanagan fanboy. And I'm a fan. I'm, I'm gonna, I like some of this stuff. I, I'm going to throw this out there. He's like the man of horror right now for me, for me, like for me personally. I, I think he's amazing. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, his next Poe uh, outing. I mean, I, you know, I like the guy a lot. I think he's got a great future ahead of him, even though he's been in the game a little while already. So I really loved it. And I think, yes, the Emmys are coming. Well, the Emmy nods better be coming to uh, the actor who played the priest or whose name none of us can remember right now. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a, he has a way of tacking on a happy ending where something needs like a dark ending. And uh, no, I don't want to spoil anything because we're not reviewing it here. But the ending made me uh, a little more than a little angry. What was happy uh, about the ending? Uh, you know, well, okay, spoilers. If you haven't seen Midnight Mass, everyone kind of <laughs> singing Kumbaya as they burned to death was, was really silly to me. Um, the only one that had like a naturalistic uh, uh, reaction to what was happening was the devout uh, lady, the, the assistant yes. there, when she's mm-hmm. clawing and digging, trying to dig a hole for herself. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I watched this on vacation, too, in the mountains. We wanted to watch We were staying in this creepy, secluded cabin. And uh, for a while, it did its job. But the longer it went on, the more I was just uh, uh, annoyed with it. So, hmm. well, so when I said I hated it, it was a little, little harsh. But I, there's a good two, two and a half hour movie there, I think. Uh, yeah, and I like, I like, I like Flanagan's movies. We just watched Ouija uh, Origin Evil last night, which is ten times better than than it had any right being being a, a prequel to one of those sort of, um, you know, cash and horror movies that come out in January. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I love Oculus. I love Absentia. Doctor Sleep, not so much, <laughs> but I'm always interested in what he's gonna do. I didn't didn't like his other two Netflix shows, and I still watch this. So he's got you know he's got my you know whatever attention or dollar anytime he puts something out. You sound like what Mike Hill used to sound like about Rob Zombie. Oh, because you actually mentioned a whole bunch of things you actually like about Flanagan, but ultimately you're not happy. So I think you're one more property away from becoming a Mike Flanagan fan. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely we'll we'll see. Maybe if he does another <laughs> Oculus or something like that, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll be back on board. Doctor Sleep was a, I mean, like he had an impossible task of adapting that book and making a sequel to the film, the ex, uh, the uh, Shining. So mm-hmm. he, a lot going against him on that one, and I thought it was decent, but. Just not quite there. But I'm glad yeah. you liked it, Mike Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't give a fuck. I, I liked it. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was, like, probably my favorite thing to come out this year. I like the, mm. the dialogue. I like all of the talking. Because, you know, that's something I really like about movies is, like, these expositions and the description. Like, the, the sort of weird fiction priest wandering through the desert where he finds mm. the, the ruins. Like, oh, I was all about yeah. that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they find the fallen angel and all that. And, you know, so good, man. And, uh, yeah, and, and it was, like, super emotional, too, man. It felt like uh, like there was some kind of emotional, like, content, like some personal shit that was going on in that movie, which I really appreciated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was... I, I I would if I was going to give it a rating, I'd give it a five out of five. Really, yeah, I would go Ditto for me actually. Yeah, be a two two for me. What about Chapel Weight? Did anyone see that? I did not. No, no. it's kind of along the same lines. Like it's uh, you know, based on Stephen King's uh, Jerusalem's Lot short story. Oh wow, I've never even heard of it. It's on Epics, and it's got uh, Adrian Brody in it. I have heard of it. Oh okay, yes. yeah. It's very, very. I, 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 I like that one quite a bit, man. Like the vampire design looks great. It's uh, kind of, and once again, slow moving. So I don't know if you're gonna like it, Jeff. There's a lot of uh, dialogue. You know, people talk. It's not just like car, <laughs> no, it's no, not car explosions and like chases and fights. You know me, grunts. man. Yeah. Speaking in grunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. 
dislike that stuff. I dislike when the, everything grinds to a halt and there is a five minute monologue about something that really doesn't matter. Anyway, um, <laughs> you said like, didn't you? Did you guys for one last midnight mass thing? This felt like the most Stephen King thing I've ever seen that Stephen King didn't write. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it was definitely Stephen Kingish. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I also really liked in the very first episode that very cool nod to Bram Stoker's Dracula, pulling the uh, the the, the uh, you know the the big well, it's not a coffin, the, the big trunk out of the ship kind of moment. I thought that was really cool. That was yeah. definitely a nod to Dracula. I thought. Um, and if you weren't really paying attention, you might have kind of m missed that little moment. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I like Mike Flanagan a lot. I think he loves horror, and uh, for sure, yeah, uh, he loves Stephen King. Uh, you know, yeah, he does love Stephen King. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so. I will say, I like Midnight Mass more than I like the Candyman re uh, uh, sequel. Oh. So. That was awful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. My brother John liked it. He liked it, but I everyone seen seems it. to like it. Except for me and apparently Mike Hill here. Hmm. I think that yeah. if you if you say that you don't like it, they're gonna call you a Nazi. So ah, it's one yeah, of those. yeah, oh, you're boy. gonna you're gonna get like outed or canceled or something if you don't like that movie. <laughs> I, I have no problem with social commentary in movies. Uh, horror movies been doing it forever, but this movie is about as subtle as a sledgehammer. It was. So it, it just felt like it was like tweets in the middle of the movie. Oh, by the way, gentrification's bad. Cops are evil. Yeah. All of that's fine, but make it a part of the plot. This was just so out of left field. Like, um, mm. it, it was a great looking piece of shit. That's what, that's the best way I can describe it. It's okay. really, okay. looks, it looks great. Like, I'd like to see this director with a better script or something because she clearly has an eye for visuals. But the movie just did not come together in any meaningful way at, uh, at all for me. Uh, and, and I know I'm in the minority there, but hated it. I like how the cops looked like they were like wearing disguises or something like that. Like they look like dudes wearing disguises as cops. Yeah. And, and, and they're so cartoonish. They're not even like, can they show up at the end? And like when they get like slaughtered, are you, are you supposed to, you know, you don't feel anything because these aren't characters you've seen in the movie at all. They just show up at the end and like, they're so cartoonishly evil. They should be twisting like their mustache. Well, they, 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 they just, they look like the types of guys that would have stormed the Capitol on January 6th. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, they, with, yeah, they with cop <laughs> uniforms on, like they all had like shaved heads and beards and stuff. And yeah. like I said, it looked like they were disguised as police officers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on to something I watched that I did enjoy. Uh, I finished uh, Squid Game this week, and I uh, really okay. liked it a lot. Uh, very cool. Um, there was a moment I, I didn't know if I was going to hang on, but I'm really glad I did hang on. Somewhere around like episode two or three, I was just like, am I going to do this? But I'm really, really glad I stuck around. Uh, very well done. Um, I mean, it's like it's not look it's kind of horror but it's not horror it's more, it's like mm. a drama you know like a violent drama but it's horror adjacent so i think i would recommend it to our listeners if you haven't seen it yet but i have a funny feeling a huge chunk of our listeners have checked it out um and i look forward to seeing you know the the follow-up man it looks yeah you know, love that ending my girlfriend's watching it right now on the couch she's all about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah she's said the same. she's like i think you'd really like this i don't know why you're not watching it with me 
but um, yeah, I, I should I gotta check that out. Check it um, out. Yep. One more thing I saw, Mike, Mike, Mike Hill. I tried to <laughs> try to talk, talk you into talking about this one. I saw M Night Shyamalan's Old, and I uh, want to see that. Good for you. <laughs> what uh? To my, what, the, what, tell me about it. <laughs> it was good. I was uh, very surprised. It was good. Uh, didn't blow my mind. Held my interest. Uh, the twist is kind of predictable. I kept saying, like, I hope this not isn't what it is. And that's exactly what it ended up being. Um, had it been a little bit more mysterious, I would have liked it more. But it was a solid, you know, four, 90, one hour, 40 minute movie. Held my attention. And my Shyamalan has really hit a rough patch. So it was good to see something decent from him again. Uh, I would recommend it. Not a huge cool. recommend, but uh, definitely worth checking out. There, you know, M. Night Shyamalan is definitely a uh, a fan of the older cinema, like Roman Polanski and uh, and Alfred Hitchcock and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it really shows in this movie. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm a fan of that stuff too. So I, I appreciated it. Um, one thing I, I do want to say: um, we usually uh, throw our plugs out early in the show, but. Uh, I actually got to meet all the guys from uh, Break the Apocalypse uh, over the weekend because uh, my brother John's band did their reunion show uh, Saturday in uh, Coney Island. It was it was really great, Synthetic 16. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, John, Shaheen, and Brian. Uh, Shaheen and Brian were really cool. Uh, I hooked them up with the uh, remaining Necromaniacs t-shirts, Mr. Hill. Uh, oh, we got to do more. excited to get those. Yes, yes. Um, there's literally a small handful left listeners literally um so it was a very cool time good to meet those guys uh cheers to break the apocalypse right on while, while we're doing our plugs you just want to throw out a plug to uh our brother in arms brandon legion and the horror wolf podcast definitely check him out and um mm-hmm. you know we're, he's a friend of the show and we're all fans of horror so definitely check out what he's got going on too Right on. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, before, one more thing before we get into the movie we're going to discuss. Uh, I want to talk to both of you about The Many Saints of Newark. You're both New York, New Jersey guys. Mm. Really, both Sopranos fans. I'm a big Sopranos fan. I was really curious mm-hmm. to see what dictate you guys take on that real quick. I will say real quick, it was a like. I liked it, actually. Uh, I didn't loathe it like quite a few people I know did. Yeah, uh, I didn't love it like some people I know did. I liked it. Um, I don't know. I, did it leave me wanting more? Yes, actually. Mm. If they yeah. do another movie, I'll watch it. So that's my short sure. take on Many Saints of Newark. I, I uh, tentatively like it. I mean, I I enjoyed watching it. I don't love it. I feel like yeah. it, there, there was too many... There, there wasn't. There was too, too much going on in the in the movie. Where if they, mm. they, they should have stuck to like one storyline. You know, if they yeah. stuck to like the Dicky Maltasante storyline and really dug deep into that, there was too many other distracting things going on. If they wanted to mm. include everything, maybe they should have made like a mini series out of it or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally agree. Agree, agree. Yeah, I thought the um, biggest revelation too is that that. Um, 
that uh, what's his name uh, Silvio is definitely wearing a wig. <laughs> so yeah. that, that was like the oh. one thing they. Well, that's they, not much of a revelation <laughs> for me. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I knew I knew the actor was wearing a wig, but I never knew if like the character was was he, wearing. Oh, a wig. I see what you're saying. I yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with both of you though. Like it was cool, but like, yeah, could it could have been so much more. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it again. Right. I yeah. Sorry to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I probably will eventually just out of sheer boredom someday watch it again. It had its parts. And, you know, it was good to see Joey Diaz, comedian Joey Diaz, in a somewhat of a bigger role. Oh, dude. I mean, he had a lot of speaking parts in there, really. I mean, if you think about it, he's on screen, on screen quite a bit for like a, mm. a side side actor like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it was good to see him. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are going to be delving deep into Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. Another movie that seems to be, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say controversial, but it seems <laughs> to be much, much, you know, the topic of discussion on the, you know, on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, and, you know, the message boards, etc. All sorts of reactions to it, guys. Wouldn't you agree? All sorts of reactions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's it's all over the map too. People I thought that would have like really hated this liked it, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I even got sent an article today uh, that that the movie was uh, homophobic, and I actually texted the person who sent it to me, "Is this a joke?" Uh, and it's not. Oh, I'll. I mean, to me, it wasn't homophobic in the slightest. And I'm going to get into my take on those two characters and, you know, down the line tonight. Sure. But that's not in the slightest, in my opinion. No. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was more just silly internet shit that like uh, in a movie where like 20 some odd people are killed. That's such your takeaway from it. Very strange. But anyway, I mean, these days you have to, you know, anything that comes out, it's almost someone has to say that it's homophobic. Someone yeah. has to say it's racist. And someone has to say that it's transphobic and misogynistic. And then, so whoever clicked those boxes, okay, cool. We got that out of the way. And then we can yeah. have other things that we can talk about besides these like virtue signaling jackasses out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll say yeah. this guys, it, 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 it's, it's made a nice chunk of change. Uh, $20 million budget over as it stands right now, it's made over sixty million, and as you alluded to, it, it kind of walloped at the box office. Um, it's interesting to see these kind of numbers in the in the COVID world, right? Like, hmm. it walloped at the box office sixty million. You know, right? It's kind of yeah. it's it's kind of a it's it's not a big number, but when you base it against what's going on right now, and when you base it against the fact that it was on you know for free, quote unquote, to a lot of people. And it went up against some other movies and the budget was only 20 million. It is, you know, it has made quite a mark already. Yeah, it certainly has. Um, and like you said, the takeaway seems to be all, all over the place. So, so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with general thoughts? Like what everyone thought about the movie, like right off the bat, do you want did you like it? Did you not like it? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go first. I, I think uh, coming off of uh, Halloween 2018, I'm just going to keep calling that one Halloween 2018, by the way. 
uh, a movie I liked, and uh, I liked it Michael too. Michael and I, uh, I think all three of us liked it, and we actually gave it some nice high marks uh, on this yeah. podcast. And many, many times since the release of that, we have talked about our anticipation for Halloween Kills, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, just a year ago, I mean, we were talking about how we were going to have, we were going to cover it. I mean, it was like almost like an event horror movie, really, uh, yeah. which does not happen in a lot, I, I think. Uh, so the anticipation, let's be honest, through the fucking roof. Um, you know, like the saying, no pressure. Well, yeah, a lot of fucking pressure in my yeah, for yeah. this movie to deliver. Um, okay, fan of 2018, liked what they did. Was very excited to see what they were going to do here. And I, I think just right off the top, I will say it's a letdown from uh, Halloween 2018. Uh, but it is not an abysmal piece of garbage, quote unquote, that many are saying it is. Okay, that is how I feel. Um, there were times when it felt like it was not even the same people who made 2018 uh, making this movie. Yet it was all of the same people. Yeah, from the script to the yeah. director. <laughs> I mean, there the middle of this film is rough. Okay, it's a mess. It's a yeah. mess. I love the beginning. I like the start. I like the flashback to twenty uh, to 1978 quite a bit, actually. Mm -hmm. I liked seeing a little more of what went on that night. I thought that was really cool. I liked young Lonnie Alam. I liked it. I liked the cop thing. I didn't mind the cop thing. I thought it was cool. But man, the, the, like the meat of the film is not good. Okay? And that's a bummer. I yeah. liked the very end. I actually mm. say I did enjoy the very end. The killings, brutal. I mean, yeah. we're getting a brutal Michael Myers, which some people were, whoa, what is he, Jason? Fuck you, whatever for that. This is 2021, and this is Michael Myers on a revenge fucking killing spree. This is this is what he's doing, okay? Put that aside. Uh, I enjoyed the beginning. Horrendous, like 60% chunk of this movie, almost. Yeah, I, it, the ending was strong. It was a strong ending. Um, so that is my rough off the top take, guys, right there. All right. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, a little less positive than you. I thought the movie okay. careened from one scene to another without much rhythm to it. I'm a big David Gordon Green fan since his mm. first few two movies, uh, George Washington all the real girls and uh, undertow. He's, you know, support going to be the next big indie American director. Yeah. Obviously yeah. his, his career took a weird turn into comedy and then hooked up with the, uh, you know, did the, the HBO shows with Dana McBride still mm -hmm. always interested in what he's going to do. So I'm a big fan of him and it, it, it definitely feels like he directed. It has a nice visual look to it. He's a very visual director. I am really shocked he made a movie this like messy and, and just sloppy and mm. just sort of nothing. I don't think the plot really advances too much. I think, like you said, the middle, middle of the movie is kind of a mess. I, uh, I, I didn't like the ending. Mm -hmm. As much as I liked The Last Halloween, I disliked this one. I agree mm. it's not an abysmal piece of shit. There are parts in it that are good. There are kills in it that are brutal. But this is not a good movie. Uh, Mike Hill? Well, besides from the movie being uh, homophobic um, <laughs> and racist and transphobic and uh, let me see what else can we say about this movie. 
No, no, it's not. It's not uh, uh, honestly, anti-serial it's, killer. It's anti-serial it's, killer. It's a serial killer phobic. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. My, my, my thing with this movie, there's a couple different ways you can slice this up. So it had a great score. It did. If you want to see Very a nice, film yes. with a great score and a lot of murder, <laughs> this, is like, this is like an awesome movie. And right. uh, but if you want to watch like a film, if you if you're really looking for um, like a well scripted, well edited, you know, well directed film, this is uh, not for you, really. You know, and uh, I would, yeah. But do we, did I have fun? Yes, I had. I still had fun going to the movie theater. I got a chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> and. Um, I watched the movie and it was in that big ass like sound system and oh, yeah, nice. fucking Carpenter score sounded amazing. Yeah, and and the uh, you know the set pieces were great, man. Like the the kills were cool. I like the you know the, the Michael mask looked great. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah you know uh, the dialogue. No, I, I didn't like a lot of the dialogue in there. Uh, but one of my biggest beefs with with uh, Halloween post Halloween one and two. Is that I don't think anyone has ever really gotten the character right, except for John Carpenter, you know, and Deborah Hill. Mm, you know interesting. I mean? Like the, you know, even even the, the first run of sequels, you know, uh, four and five, mm-hmm. you know, they they just pivot on the direction they want to go with the character. And I think ever since Halloween four, no one has ever really been able to like write the course with the way the character should be treated. I think, you know, I think. It's not that yeah, none it's of these are creepy. There's no, there's no like creep vibe to any of the stuff with Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Yeah, and this movie kind of makes that mistake too, where like this movie seems to forget that they all they establish that none of the sequels exist uh, in this movie because Michael Myers is a legend in the town apparently, instead of like a footnote of like something that happened forty years ago, but he still holds his stranglehold of fear over everyone that 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 kind yeah, of rang yeah. false and they went out of their way to say michael myers isn't supernatural but now they seem to be sort of backtracking that because i mean at the end of this movie he turns into the fucking terminator and then while that's happening we hear you know not to, like you know jump to the end already but you get this voiceover saying that he's he's no mortal man when you know right they kind of went out of the way in the last one and in interviews and everything to establish like none of the sequels exist. This is our own thing. And Michael Myers is just a guy in a mask. And, but apparently yeah. he's not. Good point. Very good point. They, they kind of threw their own theory down the, you know, out the window for some reason. Um, well, I think really like they had a great idea for one movie. And then when that movie was gigantic, they're like, well, this was always going to be a trilogy and it feels in this movie, they had no idea what to do. Yeah, that I agree with you. Like, I think, all right, they set up that ending, and it was that cool ending. They're in the truck, and Jamie Lee Curtis is bleeding, and fire engines are headed to the house. Boom. It's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would have thought they had this fucking gangbusters follow-up, right? I think all three of us thought there was going to be a, a gangbusters follow-up. Yeah, this is not a gangbuster follow-up. Um, it is messy. It, 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 yeah, it has David Gordon Green's feel and, and look, I guess. But 
the writing and just the, some of the decisions were just really awkward. And, and I'll say it, Anthony Michael Hall was horribly miscast in this movie. Um, his acting was not good. The, what he was given to say and do was not very good. Um, it's weird when the Real Housewives actress is a better actor than he is. Um, that's weird. Um, very. She, Lindsay Wiles was actually quite good, uh, I have to say. Uh, and uh, I'm glad, you know, spoiler alert, I'm glad that she she, she made it out of this alive, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But Anthony Michael Hall, yeah, horribly miscast. Bad dialogue. Um, bringing back the nurse was cool, but what's she doing hanging out with those? Like, hanging out with the kids from 40, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's kind of a yeah. weird flex. All right, they all survived, but I don't know. I thought that it was an odd decision. Um, just, yeah, it's like, it comes down to almost Rob Zombie, uh, newer Rob Zombie-esque bad dialogue, guys. Um, you know, like 31, three from hell dialogue. That's what I'm trying to say, which is not good dialogue, okay? Um, what else did I, I mean, I liked the little nods. Okay, a hospital, Halloween two nod, uh, Halloween three nod with the masks. Masks, yep. The masks. Yeah. However, nice. however, what's with him killing children in this movie? He killed well, those children. Did he, though? though those, those two kids, uh, there were three kids pulling the scam. Two of them ran away. Right. One of them he killed. But maybe he's like a teenager. He seemed a little bit older than the other two. We never okay. really saw his face, so maybe like... Yeah, I guess. But I thought that was interesting. And that's something a lot of people didn't pick up on. Because I'm going with that they were younger. But yeah, I guess you're right. Um, because he lets the Lana Ilam go back in 78, which was, was interesting. Um I always right, thought that like, Michael Myers didn't go after people who post him no threat, maybe, but I don't know if that's true at all. You know, I, I guess it fits within this version of Michael Myers that he's just this mm -hmm. evil killing machine with no soul. As a, as a, I mean, that was really established in the first movie, and they were just kind of took that and, and ran with it. But like you said, he doesn't kill any like. Like there's a flash. This movie starts with a flashback to the like 2018 movie, and then flashes back mm -hmm. to the 1978 movie and yeah you see lonnie encounters uh michael myers they run into each other and that's literally it and then 40 years later he's in a support group for michael myers survivors which i mean that whole plot device was just really really dumb and just felt like we need a reason to get everyone from the first movie back like how do we do that and oh well they're in a survivor group but it's sacrificed like to me like if you fleshed out anthony michael hall's terrible character maybe it wouldn't be such ter <laughs> terrible character right, right. Like, i don't know there would have been a cooler way to do all this is what i'm trying to say and what you you probably are saying would have been yeah. a cooler way to do this better written way um evil dies tonight the oh, hospital boy. scene holy shit was that cringe not good the hospital scene, it almost seems like, again, much a flashback to when Rob Zombie admitted that he wrote the idea for 31 down on a napkin. I feel like that hospital scene, how how thought out was all that? Like, I don't know. It just seemed really, like, bad is the word. It's just bad. I don't know. All bad. I <laughs> wrote down. Yeah, sorry, Michael. Go ahead. 
Well, the whole the whole sequence where they had the other guy that escaped, you know, was used. That was a, such a a waste of 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 time. They should have yeah. cut anything to do with that other guy that escaped the mental institution. Should have been taken out of the film because they didn't do anything. Like literally, it wasn't supposed to demonstrate like how frenzied the crowd was, and, like how bad like you know mob mentalities are. They they killed an innocent man. Like it's yeah. just like that was so unnecessary. You know, they should have developed like some of the characters more instead of having this throwaway guy that they sacrificed anyway. Like that made no sense to me at all. I also did not remember him. And I'm wondering, I mean, are you, how much of the audience remembered that? I I didn't remember that. I, yeah, I didn't remember it either. And uh, yeah, no, Mike Hill, I totally agree. That's one thing I've been saying since I saw it. Why was any of that in the movie? I mean, there's a cool visual with him jumping out the window and you see his hands before he hits the ground. And like he, the gore looks like he jumped from like a thousand feet in the air. And it's really just like the roof of a hospital. It was a little much, but I, it's a horror movie. I'm fine with that. But they, they should have just that, threw someone else out the window then. You know what I mean? Ex- exactly. Like it was just like, I was, the whole time I was like, this doesn't go anywhere. This, this whole mob thing is or very inorganic. Like, you yes. know, you know, Anthony Michael Hall whips these people into a frenzy and everyone just seems to go along with it. And again, Michael Myers is some guy who killed people 40 years ago. They don't know that he's this like unstoppable yeah. killing machine. Like it's the movie kind of breaks its own rules. What about old Huckleberry? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like the bat? Like, come on, man. It's just corny. corny. It did like that bartender has popped up in David Gordon Green's other movies. Uh, he's not an actor. Uh, oh, I guess he's okay. just some guy David Gordon Green knows from North Carolina. He's in Joe, the movie with Nicolas Cage, which is infinitely better than this movie. I, I recommend watching that. Uh, mm. But yeah, there's so many weird decisions with this movie that like it, it almost feels like one long studio note. And it also feels like a movie cobbled together of deleted scenes. It's that like disjointed. Um, Hill, what did you what else did you dislike about it? Uh, well, all right. In a, in a conceptual <laughs> sense, the thing I dislike about it is they're, they're trying to, all right. They're, they're, they're sort of, they have to either shit or get off the pot about Michael Myers as what the fuck he actually is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's a regular guy yet. He just got like, you know, came back from the dead basically at the end of the film like in on screen they show him you know reanimating basically okay mm-hmm. that is my biggest beef with this thing you know if and and just the lazy script writing it's like if you mm-hmm. develop it i know their whole thing it's like it's such a cop out because i've i've read i've heard interviews with david gordon green and he's like he's like i you know we're just, we don't want to give him a backstory we don't want to describe his character we don't want to have any sympathetic aspects to him and i'm like all right cool right so but explain something why he can be killed and then get up from the ground and yeah live you know is there a curse you know is he cursed immortality like you know like there has to be some explanation for this because it's otherwise like that's just like a leap of faith that i'm not willing to make i guess unless there's some explanation for it you know and, I, and i'm willing to accept a lot of things like i said it, you know it's a curse or something you know he's right 
you know, he's uh, whatever. He's a, he's a fucking alien. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> come up with some something to give me. Give me something with Michael Myers. You know what I mean? And he's one of my favorite characters, man. Like, based on the first two yeah. Halloween films, I love Michael Myers. He's awesome. He's yeah. dressed as cool, you know? Yeah. He hangs out, like, the fucking corners during the day and shit. He's, like, lurking. Yeah. I love all that shit, you know? <laughs> me too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I get the movie did, I think, try to explain it with a Lois Strode saying, and this really doesn't make any sense, saying she's the only one that can stop them. Like, I am the only one who can stop this guy. But they went out of their way to make it like there's really no connection between Michael and Laurie. Yeah. That's why I always liked 1981's Halloween 2. I agree. I think they should have kept that one as part of this. Him and and Michael and and Laurie being related gives a lot of meat to the story. It gives it a purpose and it gives it, it gives it a reason. He wants to kill his other sister. He killed his first sister. He wants to kill his other sister. Taking that out of the equation, I, I still, I maintain this. I don't know. It, it, it makes her character and him, it makes it a little less meaningful, a little less special. Now, uh, another thing for the dislikes of Halloween kills is Jamie Lee Curtis wasted and sitting in a hospital in the same room for most of the movie and she's not even in most of the movie that's kind of lame um i was expecting a bit more out of her i was expecting a bit a bit more for her to do what do you think about that i agree man i mean maybe do you think maybe she like uh sprained her ankle or something like that like on the film shoot and that's why she was like like who you know what i mean like she she had like no role really. There was no nothing in the film for her really, you know. Yeah, I felt like she could have been cut out, and it would have been basically like she could have been in surgery the whole movie, knocked out and kind of same movie. I, she didn't really add much, other than like you know like then, then, okay, the movie makes a big deal of like she finds out Michael Myers is alive. She jams that needle of of, of morphine into her ass like in in a way that. It was really unnecessary. I mean, yeah, like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no <laughs> yeah. sense and then only for her to be sidelined again, just like mere moments later. And not leave the hospital. Correct. Doesn't not, go yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. So what yeah. was the point of any of this? There's so many like decisions like that in this movie. Like, why is this happening? Why is this in the movie? Like, okay. So we like the music. We like the, the music. Yeah. I, I have it we on vinyl. Some, I have the score on vinyl. We, yeah. We liked a lot of like, some of the killings were great. Um, you know, Jeff, what else did you like? Um, okay. Well, like, okay. I, I, I dug the mask. I dug some of the kills were, were, were brutal and, and disturbing. And it's a good reminder that, like, that, that's the way violence should be in a horror movie. It should, you, you should feel a little unnerved by what you just saw, like... That's one thing David Gordon Green did. I like he did it with the last one. He did it with this one. You get to know the victims, even though they're not really necessarily important to the plot. You get to know the victims before they're dispatched. Like, like that old couple that that Boston comic and and his uh, and his wife with the uh, with the drone. Yeah, that was uh, weird. That was interesting. that was. A, I like that you kind of get a little peek into their life. They're just having like a normal night at home, and this guy comes <laughs> and just brutally kills them, and it's. It's unsettling to see the wife draining out while while Michael Myers is basically testing knives out on her on her 
loved one. <laughs> like that was that was a weird Michael Myers moment, though. I mean, yeah, it was weird. I was weird. Yeah, was weird. But uh, I like those little touches. Okay, like Big John, Little John. This is this has been highly debated. People I love have a lot Big to John, say about John. This, Yes, people hated him. I was fine with it. I thought again, it was cool. You got to know him. Like they they they. They use their Meyer house as like spook people away. It's almost like their own mm. private haunted house. I liked those little details. Um, and of course, yeah, you get to know them a little bit and then they die. I think it was especially Big John dies pretty brutally. Mm. Well, um, Mike Hill, I, or, yeah, yeah. Well, when do you guys go? Big John, Little John. Right. Not actually great characters. Um, I, I like that they, they lived in the house. I like that they knew the history of the house. Um, I thought it was an interesting moment. All the, their on-screen time was really cool. They were good actors. Um, that song that they played, which I, I looked up, that Halloween song, is like an old jazz Halloween song, which is like really catchy. I thought that was a really cool uh, take on, on, on Gordon Green's part. I thought that was very interesting. Um, you felt empathy for them when they were killed uh I, I thought that it was the furthest thing from homophobic actually i thought it was great and fine like it was it showed just a, a you know an average gay couple on halloween who got who bought the myers home i thought that i mean yeah fascinating my, you know yeah yeah I, yeah no i agree with everything you just said totally mike hill yeah, they're they're good characters, you know. Basically, in agreement with what Mike said, uh, you know, they you got a chance to meet them, and I, I dug the fact that he was like listening to the record. He had his record player going, and just kind of. At first, I thought he was by himself, like he didn't live with someone. I thought, mm. like, oh, this is what I do on a Friday night. I just play records along yeah. in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is great, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, it turns out that he had a partner, which is not the case for me. But, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I like that touch. I like when they when music is being used that way. It's old music. I like that aspect of it. I thought the characters were really cool. And you know, it's you, you got a chance to see them as people, and then they get dispatched by Michael Myers. You know, right. and, and it, it's yeah, it's you felt bad. You didn't want him. To, I didn't want him to die. Yeah, and no, you know that that brought up another point while I was watching the movie with my girlfriend. I was like, okay. Everyone knows it's Michael Myers. This guy has been incarcerated for his entire life. Wouldn't you think to maybe put a squad car or two in front of his house? Something? Well, where else is he going to go? <laughs> it was just like little little things like that. Like the police were so comically inept in, in, in this movie. Uh, I mean, one cop says to the other, you're not the law around here. I am. I was like, was he supposed to say that oh, line God. to someone else? Was that just a weird say- edit? Like, yeah. Um, um, if Loomis was alive, there would be a car stationed in front of the Myers home. If Loomis was alive. Oh, um, yeah. speaking of what Loomis, did you guys, alive, yeah. What would you guys think of that? Like the prosthetic th- Loomis. I didn't mind it. Some I thought it was cool. Lost their mind. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Didn't mind it. What's yeah, that like, like about that? I mean, it's you know, it, you know, he's part of the story, man. You know, and especially since you're blown away. Halloween two and all the sequels, and you're you have to reference something from the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Loomis is like a pivotal character in the first movie. I uh, I had to go and look up. I was like, that didn't look 
digital. I was like, was this deleted scenes that were touched up that he was in? I had no idea that that was an actor in, in, in makeup. He, oh, really? It, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I writer. thought it was like some deleted scene or something that they cut in. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's an actor. Uh, that was really cool. I liked that whole part that takes place in 78, how it mirrored the look of John Carpenter's 78 movie. Like it, it from the film to the costumes, the setting, everything about it looked like it could have been deleted scenes from John Carpenter's movie. I like that. Yeah. That one I cop, agree. the guy, the cop who gets shot in the neck. Who, who is that guy? Uh, he's a filmmaker too. My, you saw him and he wrote, directed, and starred in The Wolf of Snow Creek or uh, Snow Hollow. I hate, I, hate, I hate that guy. I don't yeah, like I'm not surprised. Yeah, he's kind of... <laughs> He wrote and directed and starred in another movie where he plays a cop. And it's essentially, he plays like the same character, sort of neurotic and unlikable. And he's kind of the same in this too. So you must have liked seeing him getting shot in the neck. Yeah, that was cool. I was glad that he got <laughs> killed. I was hoping that Mike, Anthony Michael Hall was going to get killed right away too. Because you know how like they were, he was like this loudmouth, you know, tough guy or whatever. I thought yeah. that they were, they were setting it up that once things started go get popping off that he would have been the first guy out of that whole crew to get killed. That's what I was hoping was going to happen. I was hoping, especially like the longer his character went on, the more I just wanted him to die. He was so, you could tell, I mean, like if it was like a more fleshed out character, you would have seen him like at the beginning of the movie, waking up and like pounding whiskey and like putting on a MAGA yeah, hat. Yeah, a little something, a little something. something like, yeah. um, why couldn't they grab the kid who played him in 78 is the next question, but. I don't know. Right, I, yeah, I, I can't remember that because name. He might um, not be alive anymore. Yeah, it, like maybe uh, just not an actor. Yeah. So, um, did you guys notice the? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you notice the movie within the movie? They were watching. There's a moment on screen uh, where an old Cassavetes movie is on screen with Seymour Cassell in it. Yeah, Big that? John and Little John were watching it, right? Yes. Um, I, I had to know what that movie was. It is a 1971 movie. Directed by Cassavetes called Minnie and Moskowitz. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, with Gina Rollins and Seymour Cassell. Um, random. I don't know why that was in the movie or what. There's got to be a meaning, but I, I found what the name of the movie was, but that's all I was able to find out so far. I thought that was weird. Uh, maybe it's in the public domain and like uh, like night of the living dead is like you know in every horror movie people are watching night of the living dead because it's free so the rights are free you can put it in your movie uh or a something like that casavetis fan which might not be a big stretch that uh, that wouldn't be know. a stretch at all yeah so that's probably yeah i i would go with that um so yeah, so in, in the light column is the the 78 stuff the loomis stuff all those little details but Ah, it, it just, it really didn't, okay, how about the tone of the movie? Like, I know, I mean, people complain that the last one had too much humor in it, but if you go back and watch any 80s slasher movie or any 80s, there's a lot of humor in those movies, too. Yes. I think this is just an updated version of that. Um, Howard uh, Halloween I almost think this is a more brutal film. It is, than, but that uh, makes Halloween the comedy. Yeah. It makes Less the comedy kind. stand out. Well, it makes the comedy that's in it stand out a little bit more and seem a little bit more cartoonish. I thought the whole scene in uh, in the van with the doctor, the nurse, uh, 
I found that whole yeah, I found that whole scene like comical in a way that didn't really fit with the tone of the movie. I mean, like I um, I literally laughed when she shot the head and the head flew off the windshield. Like it was it was very like like sla- almost like I was watching an episode of Eastbound and Down is what it felt like. <laughs> it, it just veered too far. From, I mean, like I, I'm not opposed to humor or anything like that, but it, it totally felt way way off, like in a different movie. Something else I didn't remember uh, was that the, the couple dressed up as the doctor and nurse uh, in the bar were briefly in Halloween 2018. Uh, oh, I didn't catch that. They're, they're getting in their car as like Michael Myers is like, like there's a, there's a scene of them. There's, they're on camera. You see them in that movie. So I guess it's keeping in tune with that evening, with that night. That's, that's a nice that's, touch. That's a good touch. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, which is a let's face it guys this is a long ass night and apparently Halloween ends is not the same night and it is years later which is a good idea I think <laughs> yeah I think so too like I guess the, the next one picks up four years later and uh, you know as much as I didn't like this one I'm, I'm absolutely going to see the next one I like I like Michael Myers I like David Gordon Green uh, I, they, I guess they just can't all be masterpieces. I, I don't know who is to blame for this mess, but almost nothing connects. Nothing, not, nothing works. Um, do you guys agree or disagree about that scene? Do you think it was too funny or too far in the funny category? Like, you know, Michael Myers kicking a door and then the lady shoots herself because of it. Like, it, it was so. It was uh, kind of silly. It was silly. It, it did. It did remind me of almost like an 80s moment like an 80s jason moment in a weird way like not a not a halloween four or five moment because that wasn't really happening in four or five um but yeah how the girl ends up basically killing herself i don't know i mean i didn't i didn't really that kind of went in my head and out of it what do you think hill I, I didn't mind it because it did have a like it was almost like an homage to like the 80s slashers you know mm-hmm. but I, I would really, really like, you know, and I probably have harped on this a lot, is that the fucking movie, it takes place on Halloween, and you get this guy who can't die, right? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking put it together, man. You know what I'm saying? Get, get it together. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like there has there's something, some meaning there that no, that no one is, maybe John Carpenter had an idea about it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people are saying that if you look at this movie as a bridge to the third part and as like almost like filler, then, you know, like it's being looked at unfairly. Like these are the people who are like loving it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And they're like, you're judging it too harshly. It's just the lead up to what's going to happen with Jamie Lee Curtis, blah, blah, blah. That's they don't know that. Like, How the hell do they know that? Right, exactly. Exactly. Everyone's they they, they have the script. Music. They read the script. <laughs> How the they fuck were, do they yeah, know that? Exactly. They were in some meetings. You know? <laughs> oh, why couldn't this be a better movie on its own is what we're at. Like, why couldn't it just have been a better movie on its own? Like, I agree. I, mean, I want to like, believe that. I want, I'm going to go. I am going, we're all going to go see it again, the third one, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? I mean, that's not even up for debate, but like. You know, I, I I hope it's true, but I agree with you, Mike. It's like, why not just make it a sick movie instead of being like, well, you know, this is just like exposition to build up for the third one. You know, I don't. Yeah, that's but not, there's that's almost not good enough. 
no exposition. Like, if you look at the second part of any trilogy, like, that's usually like, you know, like, you, you look at The Dark Knight, look at, uh, you know, uh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Everything advances. You learn so much. And, and in this, you don't learn anything about any of the, about anything. It's just sort of this blob that just sits there. And, well, maybe Michael Myers is supernatural. Maybe he's not. Maybe Laurie has a connection to him, but no, he doesn't. Like, there's, it's just this nothing of a movie. Exactly. If, if it's a bridge, make it a better one. Make it something that, like, makes you look forward to the next one, other than a guy staring out the window that you've learned nothing about. Like, you know, like, if you have this trilogy right. mapped out. Again, it feels like they don't have a fucking clue. They're just kind of making it up as they go along. I thought we would learn why he killed the sister in this one. And would have been amazed. Like, you know, like, why? He's evil. That's why. That's the answer. Right. He's evil. Yeah. And that's more fine. Than that. And that's I fine. Mean, no, but, like, maybe more. this no. it doesn't need to be this many movies about that. Like, <laughs> I remember yeah. when Mike, Mike Hill and I talked about uh, the last Halloween. Like, what a great image to end on this fucking unstoppable evil killing machine just stoically burning to death. That to me was a great yes. ending. Not like, you know, you don't, it's not explained, but it doesn't need to be. But when you stretch it out for this long over four, I'm including the 78 one in it. It's four movies. And I just don't think there's enough there to sustain it. You know what, man? Maybe this is why John Carpenter famously, essentially wiped his hands clean of this after 1978's movie and his wonderful ending of the 1978 movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. ran off into the night. We don't know what the fuck happened. We we don't know shit. I've just scared the shit out of you. I gave you a great horror movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, he cashed his check for producing two and three and right. Uh, you know, obviously he has some involvement in the new, these two movies, but like, yeah, like John Carpenter really made the perfect little horror movie with, with, with Halloween. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of these, like if you're going to do a sequel to 2018, I thought was a good way to go. But again, uh, not enough to sustain a trilogy there. If you're going to do go this route, because they, they really explained nothing about anyone or anything in, in, in this movie. Big, big, yeah. big letdown. But as Michael said earlier, I enjoyed myself watching it. I mean, I, I I wasn't looking at the clock or anything. I was I was kind of I was into it, but I was kind of laughing at some of it and going, oh man, like you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, it was like a it was like a piece of pizza in a way. Okay. Pizza is always fucking good, mm. but it varies from pizzeria to pizzeria. Some will knock their socks off, others, this is just pretty good. And I felt like this movie, this is just pretty good. Uh, but man, it should have been awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, I enjoyed it more than, than uh, in A Quiet Place 2. That's for sure. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that yet. <laughs> no, I didn't really like the first one that much either. So. Yeah, me neither. I'd say, I was just like, eh, that's just okay. That movie. It was yeah, fine. Yeah. It, it was when so, movie like, theaters first opened up. Again, and I was just like, I wanted to go to a movie, so I went to go see it. Yeah. No. Can't blame me so for that. How some people shit on some people. That, you know, they don't like 1981, you know, Halloween 2, 1981, but 
that movie succeeds in a lot of ways, but this movie does not. I mean, let's be honest. Like, well, it, it knows what it is. Yeah, you, you know? get a you get a, a great ending. You get a reason for part one. You get some really cool, stylish kills. You got great updated music. His mask is great. I mean, 1981's Halloween. There's a lot to like, in my opinion. It it was it's unfairly looked at by some, but I don't know. It's kind of miles ahead of this part two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because this movie does not know what it is. It doesn't know what it wants to be, where it wants to go. Like I say, it just feels like a bunch of scenes that like happen. And, uh, you know, here's Karen. She wants to help this mental patient we don't care about for no reason at all. And, uh, you, don't, you, like, you don't even remember who he is at first. Because like when they, when he, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy now? Like, oh, oh, oh they have to tell you who he is. Yeah, no. and, like, there, there's so many bafflingly stupid, like, okay, like, the father, like, Lonnie, the guy who encountered Michael Myers when he was a kid, and he's got all these guns in his car, and he brings his son with him to hunt this killer. Like, this is this has got to be the, one of the worst cinematic dads since we, we talked about The Lodge. I mean, what an <laughs> insanely terrible decision. Now, that, The Lodge dad is, is quite, you know, up there with one of the worst dads ever. Um <laughs> What are your thoughts on uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter and granddaughter? We haven't talked much about them. Um, I, I like that they gave them both a lot more to do, I feel like, in this movie, and a lot more acting, which I thought was cool. Um, I was rooting for them. Yeah. Um, did you want things to go in a different direction for either of them, or what do you think? Uh I mean, you got to give them something to do other than sit around in the hospital. And mm. it, it made sense because, like, you know, Lori Strode is a big, you know, she's a survivalist. She has guns. It made sense that the daughter, the, the granddaughter would know how to handle a gun. So mm. that that and that made sense to me, actually. It made sense that her character maybe had that mentality of, like, revenge and I know how to handle myself. But the mom kind of goes back and forth between being like this mousy Karen <laughs> you know to like this like badass and she kind of yeah. like she tricks Michael Myers again in this movie like she did in the last one to get him into the basement and she lures him to the angry mob with with his by taking his mask um so she kind of did the same thing in this one that she did in the last one uh I don't know her character annoyed me her walking up to the house at the end into the room annoyed me because there was no reason for her to do that. Right. And, yeah, that was weird. That was yeah. a bit much. Um, and we see her maybe get killed, but maybe maybe she's not because we thought this, the, the, the cop was dead from the first movie and he's back in this one for really no reason at all, but he's back. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna say tonight, uh, you know, she's alive. That's my take. That's my guess for tonight. We'll see you next year, but I'm going to say she's alive. I I'm going to agree with you because she, I mean, with all the brutal killing in that, like, we really, like, see it. We really see that fucking, like, light going to that girl's throat. We, we see everything. And this is, like, all these quick cuts. And we don't really see much. And then we see her lying on the floor. So, yeah, I'm going to guess that, like, there, there's, I'm 50-50. I think she'll be back. But we'll see. Yeah, I think she's alive. I think the trio, that's, like, that's like the core. You know, yeah. those three, those three women. And I think they have to be in the next film, you know, older, four years older, you know. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Or it's just going to give Lori more ammo to go uh, against Mike Michael Myers. But, you know, we, she already has enough, so I, I don't really see why Mike would pile more on, more grief and heartache onto her. But who, who knows? Hard, hard to tell where they're going to yeah. go with this. Just this going back to, 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 to um, Michael Hall and his, like, you know, like, this with his support group, you know, <laughs> the Michael Myers support group or whatever. Don't you think it would have been better if, like, Michael Myers was almost more like an urban legend or something like that? Yeah, you know I mean? totally. It would have been better because, really, you know, we're only talking about killings from that first night, you know, because none of the other sequels existed. Right. And then he's in the hospital. Right. Right. So he kind of, however many years later, it's in real time. Right. So it's like 40 years later or something like that or 30 years. Yeah. Later. 40. 40 they, it's like he, he is a legend. He's not someone that has had this like trail of carnage following him around really for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Urban legend. Like he's like a boogeyman where he's like, Maybe kids will tell themselves, oh, you know, if you're bad, Michael Myers is going to get you, you know, whatever, if you don't listen to mom or something like that. So, so he should have this kind of like urban legend, boogeyman, phantom kind of like rep as opposed to being like support groups and stuff, you know? Yeah. And especially like, you know, like one of the guys, like I saw him 40 years ago and they're still in a support group because you saw him. Like he didn't try to kill you, or you didn't survive him. You just ran into him. I that was a very, I, again, it was a very weird way to get those those characters together. And that brings up another thing I wanted to mention. Did you guys notice uh, that the Real Housewife girl she survives Michael Myers by hiding, but then the next time we see her, she's really battered and bruised. And then we have a moment yeah. where they're all sitting in the car, kind of telling like these like kind of ha-ha, remember when stories, and then cut to their rushing her to the hospital. Like, this is an emergency. We, we, we need to put, we, we, we need a doctor. Yeah, she, but, what, like, you what just happened have this, to her? Yeah, yeah she didn't get that, stabbed. She didn't get, yeah, she didn't yeah. get hurt. Weird. And there's a scene of her, like, of them sitting in the car laughing, telling stories about, like, oh, I told you I went to that Myers house, but I was really too scared to go in. I, like, they're telling, like, war stories. So if it's such an emergency, why are you pausing to tell like war stories about Michael Myers? It was a very weird moment. Like maybe something was cut that that uh, mm. that uh, that would have made that scene flow. But otherwise, it, was, it didn't. It didn't make any sense. It, it was like like seemed like there was five minutes or missing right right there. He threw her to the ground. He he, he grabbed her by the neck and threw her to the ground. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't it, it, very weird. She's the only one that survived Michael Myers by hiding. That doesn't seem to work for anyone, but it, it, uh, it worked for her. Um, we learned that Michael Myers does indeed not run in this movie. Mm. He, so if you're running and you're fast, you're, you'll be okay, which is kind of nice to know. I got to say, it's nice. Yeah. To know. Well, he's been like shot and stabbed like a hundred times at this point. Not a runner. No. Thank yeah. God. Uh, they didn't give like a like you know fast zombies. No, no fast Michael Myers, which is which is cool. Yeah, um, slower is always scarier to me. Very gives it a night nightmare quality. Um, totally. So I guess we're all in agreement here. But uh, do you want to talk final grades? What what would you give this? Okay, 
I'm actually I'm going three point five. Ooh. Because because I didn't hate it. I, I'm not ragging like so many people online seem to be talking about it was garbage. I don't think it was garbage. It's worth seeing, which garners which which garners its three rating. And for me, the point five is for the, the cool things that we mentioned. Uh, the new music is great, like the updated score mixed in with the old score. Uh, Michael looks great. The effects are great. These little things to me give it the notch above just worth seeing. So my score is a fairly generous 3.5. Generous indeed. Mike Hill? <laughs> I give it a three because uh, I had fun. You know, mm. it's uh, – like I said, it's got great score and a bunch of murders. The mask looks cool. And uh, I gave it a three because I had fun watching it. I'm sure I'll see it again. You know, not maybe not intentionally, but I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point. And, uh, and I, you know, I just, that's the fanboy in me. I like Michael Myers is like my favorite uh, slasher. Yeah, character. Man. We love Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. I still have to say, I write it in my head. This is the fifth best Halloween movie. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, but I'm gonna go a little bit lower. God, I feel like I'm always the negative asshole. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna say two stars. I, I wow. when I first saw it, I was so I was like, I hated that. It was really dumb. Uh, but you know, your mind has a way of editing out some things and like piecing other things that I like together. Like even talking about the things we liked, like I like the score, I like the mask, I like the brutality of the movie. I think the story was a mess. Uh, the, uh, the Tommy Doyle character was awful. That needed to be just completely rewritten. I think restruct the whole movie needed to be restructured, rethought. Uh, there's a good movie. There's a good idea somewhere in this, but what we got wasn't that. So two star, two two stars for me. Um, but like I said, it's probably the fifth best Halloween movie because really, like, what I mean for me, it's Halloween, Halloween three. Halloween 2018, Halloween 2, then this. Interesting grading. Wow, okay. Interesting rating. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, um, because 4 through whatever are just really, really bad. This, at least, it's slick. It's well made. I mean, as far as like, visually, like it, it's a mess story-wise. Uh, but visually, it looks nice. Michael Myers, you know, I liked, I liked when he was kind of playing peekaboo with the kids and they don't really know what kind of danger they're in. That, that I like moments cool like moment. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it yeah. had, it was a bad movie with good moments. I wish it was a good movie with some bad moments, kind of like the last one. Ah, okay. So two for me. Uh, I and and yeah, like Mike Mike Hill said, if this is on TV, I'm gonna stop and and probably watch and probably watch it from wherever I turn it on. On you know what I mean, like. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if I, my mind changes, uh, if I revisit it a few years down the line. Maybe time will be kind to it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, the franchise, I mean, wow. What a passionate, passionate fan base for this franchise, um, which explains the opinions all over the place. Like, for instance, Joe Bob gave it five stars. Joe Bob. Wow. Wow. Like, he loved it. He loved it. I read his review. Oh, well, uh, he had, he had, uh, like on, on his Halloween oh. special, he had the filmmakers on. So maybe they gave him an envelope yeah. of money in it or something like that, you know? 
it, it's not it's not beyond like my comprehension that people would like this like it's it's not like that i just found it to be like if you like if people enjoyed it great you know uh but it just yeah it didn't didn't come together for me man now what do you, do you think, think some people are fairly jumping on it like do you think like you know there was that 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 funny tweet that went out about there are people that are are you know clamoring for z-grade movies that that are horrible yet they think this is like garbage and terrible like i don't know i almost feel like it's 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 in a way cool to hate on something that's big but i will say this movie did not deliver so some of its hate is definitely justified sure my, I'm sorry, Michael. You were going to say something. Yeah. So, what do you, just let's go down the line. What do you guys think Michael Myers is? You know what I mean. Like, what? What? You know, if you were to, if you were to come up with like a, a a profile for what he the character Michael Myers. You know how like no one, everyone dances around like what the fuck he is. He's supernatural. Is he a guy? Like, what's what are you? What are your theories about his origin or what his what he is actually? You know, is he? supernatural like what's up what's up michael myers uh i think he's well mike s you said something on a necromaniacs pod where he's like michael myers can't be killed and i i really liked that explanation that like no matter what if you cut his head off you blow him up he's like wolverine there's some atom that'll eventually form uh <laughs> you know into a person and into that that guy no matter what you do um I don't know how to explain, but I think Michael Myers is supernatural. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think they want, like Hill said, they want him or they wanted him to not be that. And they kind of made this thing around the 2018 that, you know, it's a, it's a guy and back to basics and blah, 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 and throw mm -hmm. away all the other mumbo jumbo. But sure enough, Jamie Lee Curtis says along the lines in this movie about how he's the whatever the personification of evil and this and that and and so I I'm I'm gonna say by the time we hit the next and final movie final quote unquote there is going mm. to be some supernatural mumbo jumbo explanation for Michael Myers. That's what I I'm think you're um, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. What do you think, Mike Hill? Well, all right. I think I think they need to have. James uh, Laurie Stewart is his sister. Okay, that makes that actually makes sense in a lot of ways. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna what I what I would like to see them do with this character is that it involves some kind of curse hmm. for that specific male child in the family or something like that. Like these are all tropes that exist in horror already. You know how like there's all like the first son is like cursed or whatever. You know. Yeah, isn't that already sort of in the Halloween timeline is four or five, not like where they introduced like the druids or something. Yeah. Well, they, they try to do that. And it was either four or five, but they, yeah. they, he, he had that weird like rune on his, you know, on his arm. The thorn, the thorn, yeah. uh, the thorn curse, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It had to do with Sa Sam Hain and yada yada. Well, that, I like that. I mean, it's fucking Halloween, man. It's like, it gives some kind of, you know, connection to it instead of just some guy that you can stab and, burn and you know fucking choke him and stuff like that and he fucking gets up off the ground it makes sense yeah. to me that there would be a curse where he cannot die and he comes back and that i like that like a wolverine type of character or something he's like you know cursed to live and not be able to die you know 
Yeah, I'm good. Maybe he's like some sort of demon, doesn't know what he is. Like Michael Myers has this sort of like singular mentality, doesn't really seem to understand anything else. Uh, so maybe he's like some sort of like uh, like demon, doesn't know he's a demon, or like a, this would be really dumb, but maybe he's like an alien and just doesn't understand any sort of human emotions or he, well, you know, he doesn't seem to understand empathy or love or even hate. He just kills anything that gets in his way um who know I'm, I'm very curious to see how how they explain it or or if they do yeah i hope they do but it, if they could clean up some of this mess that would be cool you know we'll see what happens I, i'm I sure there was a, a i'm sure there was a meeting after the reaction to this one like hey guys we gotta you know we gotta fix this people aren't happy I bet they don't even address it in the third one. They just gloss it over. Oh, he's pure, he's pure evil. That's going to be their answer. He's pure yeah. evil. You know? Pure evil. Can you imagine, like, Loomis is a psychiatrist, right? Imagine your shrink running around calling and just saying, like, his patient's pure evil. Does he not seem completely insane? <laughs> I don't know how the evil dies tonight chant left the writer's room. I, I got to be honest, man. I don't know how... How these guys let that? I, I don't know, man. I, that was really, know. that was really, really bad. And it being delivered by one of the actors from the original, because the the, the sh- deputy is the the, uh, the, bracket. the yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awful in this. Like, he, I don't think he's acted in, in anything except like for like since the original Halloween. The way he was acting in this, he, he was really for some bad. Reason I thought he was dead. I didn't even realize that. The guy, I, 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 I didn't know he was I thought he was dead. I don't know. I mean, that's the the other thing too is evil. By the way, didn't die that night. So, (laughs) no, evil turned into the Terminator inexplicably. Yeah, like he had like twenty people beating him and stabbing him, and he got back up. That was so silly. I was waiting for him to like crack his neck and crack his knuckles or something like that. Like, let's do this. Like, it was so dumb. I really hated that moment. You know, I hated the fire. The firefighter part was kind of the same thing too. Like he kills like 12 people, like 12 armed firefighters. Mm. And he just cuts through them. Like, like it's nothing. Uh, (laughs) It it was, yeah. Again, like this movie doesn't know it's silly when it shouldn't be silly. And um, yeah, I, oh, well, (laughs) what are you going to do? We'll, we'll be there for the next one, David Gordon Green. Don't worry, you'll, you'll have us again. Absolutely. Hey, did anyone yeah. see? Uh, did anyone see VHS ninety four? I did. No, not yet. Right. I want to see it. Yeah. Right. It, There's yeah. one one <laughs> redeeming thing. One redeeming thing on it that made yeah, it I, worth worthwhile. So I'll, I, I'll, let, I'll let Mike see it first before we talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I agree with you because I think we'll probably agree uh, or um, we're probably talking about the same thing. And uh, Southern Lord there did the music, uh, Greg Anderson. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, even though it's not really like, like yeah, I think it's like during the end and beginning credits, but like I was like, oh, this sounds like Sun. And I looked at the credits like, oh, yeah, that, that's why Greg did it. Right, like- I have a, a quick question about it, to, a non-spoiler question. It's a yes or a no. Does it capture 1994 at all? I think so. 
some of it? Yes, in a very obvious way, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. Very, yeah. very obvious way it captures 1994. Yeah, okay. you, you could tell they had no money to, to, to make this movie, uh, and maybe that's why the 1994, but you know, we'll, we'll save that for another. another okay, episode. all right. <laughs> I always like to know these things, because 94 is literally like one of my favorite years, like personally, musically, yeah. it's a good year. Oh, yeah, 94 was a good year musically. I don't know about movies. I'm, I'm sure if I thought about it, I'm thinking of some great things that came out that year. Um, but yeah. it, no, it's worth saying. Cool shit, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's it. That's uh, Halloween. You know, our hol- this is also our, our Halloween episode for uh, 2021. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Always good to get the crew together, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been doing my October thing. I've been watching a lot of, not every day watching, but but almost every day trying to like get a horror movie in there and like some good stuff. And we, you know, we talked about earlier some some bad stuff, the Candyman uh, reboot, whatever the fuck that thing is. Uh, I'm watching some stuff. I'm going to watch Fade to Black tonight. I've never actually seen that. It's a classic. Oh, the, the early 80s movie? Was- yeah, yeah. I never, we watched The Pit the other day and we had such a great time with it. It was just such a camp classic. I'm surprised people don't talk about it more. It was really enjoyable, but like also kind of like really f- funny unintentionally. Uh, <laughs> but I hear like Fade to Black, I, I watched from the uh, from that Shutter documentary what, uh, about the 80s horror movies. That's the name of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, and that There's was going to be another literally- one of those. Oh, great. Those are great. But that was like literally one of the only movies that was like, I've never even heard of this. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, that, I, I, I like that spirit. One. Nice. To get okay. into the spirit, I've been watching creep shows every night on uh, Shudder. Creep shows. Oh, the, the, the TV show. Yeah, uh, I probably have a different opinion of you of that show. <laughs> um, hit or miss? No, no, no. Uh, hit or miss episodes. Good one, bad one, bad one, bad one, good one, bad one, good one. You know, hit or uh, miss. The animated one was really good. Um, I have a friend who kind of works in the show, so I'm just going to stop right there. <laughs> okay. okay. <All> right. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> well, all right, everyone. Um, happy Halloween. It was great to to. to do this we haven't done this in a while with the three of us and uh we'll be back for our end of the year wrap-up it's so far like you know it's been a really good year for horror and the year's not over yet so picking a top five uh might not be easy for me there's a lot lot to choose from yeah i'm excited for that yeah Yeah, make sure everybody has a a safe happy halloween and thank you all so much for the support take Take care care, guys cheers peace All right.